Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. But above all else, everybody say, above all. Above all these things, I should, should say, but above all these things. Well, what things is it talking about? What things is it talking about that we go above? Well, let's back up a little bit to 12, verse 12 or so, Brooke, be fine. Therefore, as the elect of God, we finished the last two weeks ago on this. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, next, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So he's talking about these things to put on, tender mercies, kindness, and all those things. But then it says, but above, verse 14, above all these things, put on love. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he said, if I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and have not love, it's worthless. Well, I give my body to be burnt and don't have love. It doesn't profit me a thing. You know, you can be charitable and not have charity. <laughs> and here's the deal. What I mean by that is, is this. Doing a charitable deed is an act of love. But we have to remember something. Paul said, though I do these things, but have not love or possess not love. And what he's saying is, if you first have not received the love of God for you, if I have not received the love of God for me, well, there's no charitable deed that I can do that can outdo his love. And if I have not received his love, then this stuff is worthless. See, God wants you first to receive his love. People make 1 Corinthians 13 about our love and how we need to act toward one another. It's not about that. It's about the love that God has for us. And it says that if I have that love, if I possess that love that he has for me, so what does that love, love look like? Love suffers long and is kind and is and is gentle, and it, and it love bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things. This is talking about the love of God, not our love. And when we possess the love of God, my family, it is only then that we can give that kind of love. You can't give what you don't have. There are a lot of good people out there doing charitable things that have not themselves received the love of God. That's a shame. I think it's sad. I think it's good that they're doing some things in the earth, but here's the deal. At the end of the day, there's only two people, two kinds of people that are going to matter in eternity, and it's going to be those that are lost and those that are saved. Those that have received love and those who have rejected it. Period. And that must be the thing that we must first get. Put on love. Above all these things, put on love because this is what makes all the other things work so well together. It's like if you're putting on clothes and finally you put on the last big cloak, the, 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 the raincoat, if you will. This is it. Love covers all of it. Which is the bond of perfection. This is that love, this is the God kind of love, agape, unconditional love, is the bond of perfection. In the Greek tense, it, it, 
it kind of gives us an allegory of ligaments. It's the ligaments in the body that it holds everything together. The bond of perfection, or the word, the word perfection means completion or maturity. Actually, it is the Greek word teleos, teleos, T-E-L-I-O-S, I believe. And it was part of, a, a, it's, it's a root word of a bigger word, another word called tetelestai. Everybody say tetelestai. Tetelestai. Um, and that was what Jesus said at the cross when he said, it is finished. Tetelestai. Completed. Finished. Perfected. And this love is the bond of perfection. It is what holds everything together. Thank you, Lord, for that. But notice it says that something that we have to put on. That means we have to make a conscious effort in this love that we already have housed in us by faith, that we believe on Jesus and we've received the love of God. But we have to, if we're going to activate that love and if we're going to walk in that love, then we're going to have to be conscious of it. And remember to not be reactionary, but rather give a response than a reaction. You know, there's a difference between being responsive and reactionary. And that we put on the... So what does that look like? Well, all right, since most of you... How many of you are Dallas Cowboy fans in here? Oh, that's probably most of you. In the football arena, you know, of course... When Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and Mr. Little Elm, Cole Beasley, I would say Jason Witten, but he retired. <laughs> and Dez, where's Dez? Nobody knows where Dez is. He's gone. But when they show up to AT&T Stadium, which I hate calling it AT&T Stadium, it's called Cowboy Stadium or the Death Star, <laughs> Jerry World, whatever people want to call it. It's Cowboy Stadium. When they all pull up there on game day on Sunday and they get out of their cars and they head into that locker room, they are all individuals. Something happens in that locker room. They peel off their individuality, if you will, and they all put on a uniform. And when all of these individuals put on that uniform blue and white and gray and a helmet with a blue star on the side or white star depends on what era they no longer are just individuals now they are a team called the Dallas Cowboys they come in there as individuals but when they go out on that field my family they're the Dallas Cowboys Jesus said, they will know you belong to me by your love for one another. They'll know you're on my team when you put on love. That's what's going to show that you don't live your life for yourself. You live your life as a member of a body. Individual, yes, in that you are an individual member, but you are a member of, you are connected to, you're bonded to one another in love. Hallelujah. I love this. Above all these things, put on love. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them, you got to put it on. 
you got to put it on. You don't put one another on, you put love on. You're putting me on. I'm putting love on. Amen. When you put on love, it's the greatest expression of his body in the earth. See, here's the thing about, this is, this is not always easy. This is not always easy because, you know, sometimes we, we forget, we just forget about this kingdom that we can't see. Sometimes we get caught up in where we are. We get caught up in the, in the language that's out there, the talk that's out there. I'm an American, I can say what I want. I've got freedom of speech. Yeah? But your Bible constitution doesn't allow you that. That doesn't allow you to just say whatever you want, whenever you want. No, you don't get to do that. As an American, yeah, that's true. The, the U.S. Constitution allows that, all right? But as a Christian, as a citizen of a kingdom, you are here to speak on the behalf of that place. And the speech, and this constitution of the Word of God says, let your speech always be with grace. Which means you can't just squawk out your grievances. And your malfeasances. That's a terrible place to use that word, but still fun to say. Her offenses, clever put-downs. We have a God-given privilege and responsibility to let our speech always be with Grace. Now listen to me. I am preaching this so hard to Eric Holler right now. I mean so hard that I, I feel like a hypocrite right now. That's why I'm saying we. What'd you say, honey? You, you want to bring it up here? You want to just finish this deal up here on the stage tonight in front of everybody? Is that what I want to do? <laughs> That's a joke. She'd, she'd kill me. Always be with grace. Always be with grace. Let your speech always be with grace. Put on love. Put on love. Hmm. That means that there's something that's going to govern you and guide you more than how you feel. There's something greater that's pushing you. There's something greater that's compelling you than just acting out. And it is the other person in mind esteeming others better than yourself. How many of you find that that's a challenge every once in a while? Huh? But you know what? The more you do it, the better you get at it. Amen. Amen. Verse 15, all right, I feel like I pushed it hard enough. Verse 15, and let, everybody say let. Look at this, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Who's this on? Who, who's responsible for this? You. You got to let it. You got to let it rule. It's there, you have the peace of God on the inside of you, but you've got to let it govern your life. I love this, that it says peace rule. Oh, man. Let peace rule. 
let peace rule. Or, or, or the Bible description is a, as an umpire. If you read the Amplified Version, which Miss Tawana knows back and frontwards, um, it says that, that let it, as an umpire, that it, it, it calls the plays. It calls the shots, if you will. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Watch. To which you also were called in one body and be thankful. Well, there is nothing like, and I've just put, just in my own self-practice, there's nothing like opening your mouth when you are distressed, when you are discouraged, when you're disappointed, when, you, when you're angry, when you're sad, to offer up thanks in that dark moment. There's something about that. To just begin to thank the Lord. There's something about thanksgiving that attaches us to peace, that makes us aware of the peace of God, that really allows peace to come and do what it do. To thank God. Isn't it interesting that God had given Adam and Eve everything on planet Earth except one tree. And the devil robbed them of their peace of mind over that to get them to look at the one thing they couldn't have instead of everything that they freely had. It's extraordinary to me. Abraham almost got caught up in that. Abraham almost got caught up in that. In Genesis chapter 15, this is really interesting. In Genesis chapter 15, the Lord appeared to him. Remember this? He says, um, Hello, Abram. <laughs> Genesis 15, 1, it says, uh, The Lord appeared to Abram in a vision. The word of the Lord appeared to Abram in a vision. That's what it was. The word of the Lord appeared to Abram in a vision. This is interesting. Oh, there it is. Okay, and do not, saying, do not be afraid. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Look at in verse 2. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Next. Then Abram said, look, you've given me no offspring. It's kind of interesting. Uh, oh, wait, let, let me keep reading here. No offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. 5. Then he brought him outside, that is, God brought Abram outside and said, look now. So Abram said, look, and then God said, look. These are two different words. Two different words. Abram says, look here. That's what, that's what that, his word means, look here, right here in my situation, right specifically right here. But when God said, look, he didn't say, look one place. It's a much broader word. He said, look around, look up, look down, look to your left, look to your right, look all around. Abram, what you need to understand is, I know your situation, but I'm not caught up in that. Because this is all yours. Look at the stars. So shall your descendants be. Don't get caught up looking. Don't get me to looking at what you don't have when I'm here to show you what you do have. And see, Thanksgiving reminds you of what you have. And it can be just as practical. And I've told you this before, but I'm telling you, if you put it to practice, you'll find that it's pretty joyful. 
to just get up and walk around in your living room and say, Lord, thank you for that piece of furniture. Thank you for that. Thank you for that food in my cabinet. Praise God. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my children. Thank you that I have sheets on my bed at night. Thank you, Lord, that I have a door to walk through. Amen. And keep me privately in my restroom. Thank you, Lord, for... You see what I mean? I mean, you just, you just start walking around thinking, and then you realize, oh, my goodness, I have so many things. And there's something about that attachment, thanksgiving and peace. Even Philippians says the same thing. Remember, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving... Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So that thanksgiving and peace. If you need peace, just start thanking Him. Just start thanking the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for my health. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not in the hospital tonight. How many of you glad tonight you're not in the hospital? Huh? How many glad you're not in jail right now? Hmm? I'm mean, glad you're not in school. <laughs> I mean, you're here. You're here. And you're in the United States of America. And the best part of the United States of America, the Lone Star State of Texas. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And when you, and when you show that you're thankful, this is you saying, I'm allowing the peace of God now. I'm choosing to be thankful in this moment to bless my God. Come on, right now, won't you just lift your voice and thank Him? I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're going through, but don't let that keep you silent. Don't let that keep you down. Come on, just open your mouth and begin to praise Him. Just bless His wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're a very present help. Right now, I thank you, Lord. You're always here. You have wisdom for me. You have help for us. You have grace. You have mercy. You have love. You have an answer. You have provision. You have healing. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you tonight. You're on my side. I may be in a war, but I, I'm on the winning side in this war. Thank you, Lord. Is that helping you right now? And then it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let the peace of God rule. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. And I think this is really cool. And then he tells us how it's going to dwell in you richly. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, psalms, and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Wow. How does that happen? You know, you can, what we sang tonight, what we sang tonight, these are, music has such a power to it. It's such a gift from God to us that David talks about the Lord bringing in the night season songs of deliverance. And that we can encourage one another and in music and in song. Like tonight, this isn't just us coming and singing songs. Here tonight, there has been teaching, there has been instruction. There's been encouragement right here in this realm of lifting up our voices and singing and making music to the Lord tonight. We learn things. As long as we're singing the right lyrics, right? I do my best to watch over that. Make sure that the, the, the songs we sing line up with the scriptures. There's something about it. 
You remember in, uh, uh, it was October the 14th, 1987 in Midland, Texas. These kids were playing in a backyard, and a little girl by the name of Jessica McClure, she was a year and a half old, she was 18 months old, and she fell down a well and got trapped 22 feet down under the ground. Y'all remember that? I mean, every news station was there, right? I mean, they're all there. They had the floodlights on. And I mean, they were digging, trying to get to Jessica as quickly as they could. And Jessica was in there, I think it was 42 hours. Was it 42 hours she was trapped down in there? And there was one night, I think it was the second night maybe, or no, it was the next day. They, they could hear her every once in a while. They, they, they did the best they could to drop a microphone down there to try to hear her. And they would hear her crying. And one time she said, Mommy. And so they thought, okay, well, she's, she's speaking. So all right, she's alive. So as long as we can hear something, you know, we'll just keep digging, keep digging. Well, she had gone quiet for several hours. Matter of fact, the first night, Jessica slept all night long. But they needed to hear from her. They wanted to check on her. They didn't know if her lungs were, were crushed. They, they didn't know what her condition was. And so they're hollering for her, hollering for her, and they can't, and time is just ticking away, and there's, there's just silence, just silence. Just want to hear some, even a cry would help, something, something. And all of a sudden, a little melody starts coming up out of that well. And they heard Jessica singing, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. And all of these, these workers, all of these men, man, they just got strength again to just, all right, we got to get her, we got to get her. It fired them up, and they finally did rescue her and pulled her out of there. It was just a marvelous thing. There's something about a song that we can teach and encourage and admonish one another. And this, and I mean, I don't know how awkward it would be if we just started singing to one another. but whatever the Lord leads you to do. I, I, can, I can think of several times just being in a, a setting like this. In my, in my upbringing, in my little church in southern Oklahoma, Sister Morton, she always knew what the song to sing. In the moment where we're just drinking in the things of the Spirit. It's quiet, and she would sing something like, Jesus is the sweetest name I know, and he's just the same as his lovely name. That's the reason why I love him so, for Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Beautiful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You know, that's why I taught my children scripture songs. Because I know, can't always know all the words to the scriptures. Somewhere in the Bible it says. But, so I taught them songs. I taught them not only the verses, but the address to the verses. Maddie talked about that last week. And every once in a while I'll say, sing this, or sing this verse, sing this verse, sing this verse. And they'll, they'll just sing it. And it's like, Dad, thank you. This is forever with us. I said, that was the point. I want it with you, dwelling in you richly all the days of your life. Amen. You okay? Whatever you do. Look at verse uh, 17. We're almost through here. Whatever you do in word or deed, 
Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. How? Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Let me just encourage you tonight. Say quite a few thank yous on your way out of here tonight to the Lord. And when you get home, say even more thank yous. Just purpose to open your mouth and bless the Lord and thank Him. It will do wonders for your life. I cannot go to verse 18 for obvious reasons. This is going to open up a whole can of worms. So, and boy, is it a can of worms. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to, we're going to start here next week. Amen. All right, you ladies excited? Huh? Oh, you lucked out. Maybe I should teach it tonight then. No. Uh, and we're not on that verse yet. We're on 18. <laughs> we, we ain't talking to the dudes yet, all right? We're going to spend a lot of time on verse 18. We might just kind of skim read over the rest of it. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's going to be great. I think, I think this is going to really bless you. I've got some things I want to share with you concerning this and, and how terribly we have misunderstood these scriptures like this and, uh, and misinterpreted them, preached them poorly. Amen. So, two weeks from tonight. All right? All right, if you're here tonight and you need prayer for healing, I want you to raise your hand where you are, please. Actually, come, come forward if you would. I'm going to lay hands on you. Yes, and if you want to stand in for someone, let's do that. I just want to lay hands on you. The Scripture says to lay hands on the sick and they will recover, and I believe that you're going to recover tonight. Man, come on all the way up here, Tony. He's like, I want it now. Love you, man. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. All right, if I could have all my family here just praying right now, if you would just stretch your hands this way. Some of you, that, if you pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. Or pray how you know how to pray tonight. But we're all praying in faith. We don't pray prayers like, well, Lord, we'll see what happens here. No, we pray, Lord, we know. We know that Jesus Christ bore our sickness, our disease, our calamity, our malady, and He carried our pains. Surely He has done it so that we can be free from it in Jesus' name. Free from every infirmity. Free from all the power of the devil in Jesus' name. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with Him. Thank you, Lord. There was no disease that Jesus could not heal or did not heal. Even the dead came back to life. And His power is present here right now to heal. Lord, we thank You for the anointing of the Spirit of God. The burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. And Lord, we believe right now that healing is being manifested. Right now. It's right now. Healing is coming forth. Healing. Healing is taking over. There's a healing invasion, and it's, and, it's, and it's infiltrating these bodies. It's infiltrating them right now, and it is destroying every work of the devil. It is destroying every form of sickness and disease and pain and infirmity in Jesus' name. And Lord, as we lay hands on them, I thank you right now that it is the seal that it's done. Finished in Jesus' name. Finished in Jesus' name. Woo! Thank you, Lord. To tell us die. Finished in Jesus' name. Complete. Made whole in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Thank you, Lord. Made whole in Jesus' name. Complete, complete, perfected in Jesus' name. Perfected. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Woo, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Yes, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Perfected, perfected. Whole, finished, in Jesus' name. Finished, finished, finished. It is finished. shaking. There's a shaking going on right now, Brian. Right now, just there's a rattling and a shaking going on. Whew, thank you, Lord. Mm. Chains are broken and loosed. Jesus. Whew. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Amen. I want you to say this with me. I believe that I receive healing. It is mine. It is the children's bread. And I am a child of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now may the Lord bless you. And may He keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.